so worthy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Father, have your way this morning. God, have your way this morning. Yes, Lord. Let us go before the throne of grace in prayer. Yes, Lord Jesus. Father God, we come before you, God, this morning just telling you, thank you, God. Thank you for allowing us to make it through the week, God. Thank you for allowing us to be here, God. You, you know what we need, God, so you help all of us to press our way, God. So, God, we just want to tell you, thank you, God. It's something about being in your presence, God. Something about being with your people, God. Something about lifting up your most holy name. So this morning we say thank you, God, for the opportunity once more and again, God. Now I ask God as I go before your people, God, I ask that you just be with me, God. You speak through these lips of clay, God. Not I, God, but you speak through these lips of clay, God. You have your way in this building, God. You touch these hearts, God, and turn minds, God, towards you, God. Because only you can save, God. None of us can do it. So we lay down our capes today, God, and let you rise up in this building, God, and have your way, God. We ain't built for that, God. But you are, God, you give us everything that we need, God. So right now, we want you to do it today, God. Whatever it is that your people stand in need of, God, I ask that you let it rain down in this place, God. Yes, Lord. Father God, give us a word from on high. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we just be mindful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you will, um, open your Bibles. I'll be coming from Genesis, the first chapter. Verse 31. And if Amen. Gotta give you a word in the midst of what you're going through. Amen. When you seek him, you'll get the answers to what you're going through. Uh this morning when I when I got up, I've been up pretty much all night long. Um but this morning when I finally got up. I um uh, I said, Lord, just let me make it to the house. Like, just let me, if I could just get to the house. You know. Um and 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 he allowed me to do so, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Grateful. So this morning, um, if I could pin a topic to my sermon this morning, it simply is his goodness. So last week I was sleeping, resting so well, and the Holy Spirit woke me up at 5.22 a.m. And I put my head back down, and he said, get back up. So I got up, I went into my office, and um, as I was in my office, I said, okay, Lord, you woke me up. Now, habits, if we get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, a lot of times we want to immediately Nothing wrong with that. But for me, on this particular morning, God told me to just sit. Listen. So as I began to, I'm, I'm sitting and I'm, I'm listening and 
I have my journal and I open up my journal and I pick up, I have two pens laying on my desk and I pick up the journal, I pick up one of the pens and one of the, the pen that I picked up was a pen that was red. And so at the top of the journal, I just wrote, guide me. That's it. So all I wrote was guide me. And I began to, okay, I'm going to pray. He said, hush. Okay. All right. So I'm going to be quiet. Not going to open my mouth. But I'm going to listen. And as I began to listen, he began to tell me, he told me, he said, write down who I am to you. He said that, and y'all bear with me this morning. But he said, write down who I am to you. He said, you're good at giving people who I am and telling people who I am, but who I am to you. So, I begin to write. I begin to write down who he was to me. And as I wrote down who he was to me, I stopped and I read it back. And I listened again. I said, God, I'm listening. <laughs> and I had a red, red pen in my head. And he just began to speak. And he said, No, no, this is what I am. I am this. And I'm your father. And I'm this. I'm, I'm, I am love. I am this. And when I got to the end, he said, And I am good. I am good. And I said, all of the things that you gave me, but that I am good is what just stuck with me the most. So as I began to uh, sit and I'm listening and I'm writing and I realized I wrote at the top of my paper, Lord, just got me. And I realized a year and a half. In almost a year and a half, I had not asked the Lord to guide. I asked him to guide me when it came to when it came to uh, my my business. Guide me in this, God. I want you to guide me in this. And when I started working at a different job, guide me in this, God. But when it came to his kingdom, I never said in a year and a half, Lord, guide me. And so, as I began, as I began to sit there and write, and um, all week long, he just kept giving me the word goodness. His goodness is he's good. And he's good, and his mercy endures forever. He's good. Like, I don't think we ever sit down and just think about, like, we, we say our favorite food is good, and we say a TV show is good, and we say what we're doing. Is, but does that even compare to the goodness of who God is? So I'm listening to him, and I'm in a season of listening to him. And that's what he has me at. And so as I wrote down that he was good, that stuck. And like I said, oftentimes we take the phrase and use it so lightly. We take that phrase and we use it so lightly. We even in a joking manner, God, you good. You know, but 
God is truly the essence of who he is, is goodness. We say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. That's a that's that's a church phrase that is often used sometimes just to fill in space when people are talking. <laughs> but do we really understand what it means for God to be good? Does this spark something on the inside of you and make you wonder about your life? It may, does it make you go over your life and take you down memory lane to see where he's brought you from and where he's taking you to and where you're at even in this very moment? Because God is good. The word good that is used in the Bible in this particular text in Hebrew is tova. And it means it's tov, and it means to be in harmony with God. As I read the particular scripture, of course, before this particular scripture, verse 31, you see where God has created everything. He's, he's created the heavens. He's created the earth. He's created the moon and the stars, the fowls of the air. He He has created all things. And each time, most of the time in that particular passage of Scripture, once he does it, he says, and it is good. But when he gets to verse 31, he says, and it is very good. It is very good. The word means to be in harmony with God. So if you are in alignment with God that even when it don't feel good, you'll know that it's still good. Amen. It's still good when you are one-on-one with God. And the thing about it is, if we are aligned with God, God is the standard of good. Anything that he, is, he has created is good, and it only could be deemed good is if, alignment, if you are in alignment with him. Because as people, we take what he creates, and we turn it because of sin. Amen. Everything that he has created was good, but we take it and we pervert it. We take it and we turn it. We take it and we, we taint it and we make it bad. But God is good. What, what has come of his hands are good. I don't know about y'all today, but I just, I just begin to just think about the goodness that he has shown me in my life. It is, and it is it's good. By nature, he longs to bring joy and blessings to all of his creatures. His goodness is what he desires to pour upon us. But because we won't stay in alignment with him, we can't receive his goodness. We receive what we deem as good. His goodness is who he is. By nature, he is inherently good. God is the standard of all that is good. No good thing. The Bible tells us that no good thing does he withhold from us. Because we are his children. And he, he, he wants to pour out his goodness on us. Psalms 34 and 8 tells us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the one who take refuge in him. Yeah, yeah, taste and see that he is good. For the last two months, I... I myself have, I'll take you like to say, missionary like to say that I'd be up on the rock with Jesus, and that's really where I'd be with Jesus. So for the past two months, I've really just been with Jesus <laughs> under my under a rock, and sometimes it is, it's not done purposely, y'all, and I'm working on coming from under my rock. But um, I, just, I just think about my life for the last year. 
And I think about how God has brought me where he brought me from. It seemed like it seemed like start, started last started last year. Um, everybody, my grandmother had cancer. Um, I was in a relationship that wasn't the best, and I could have stayed in those places, but because of the goodness of Jesus and what He does for me, He has brought me out of those places and allowed me to. Be at his feet, in his presence, where I belong. So I stand here today to testify that God is beyond good. He's more than good. The old preachers used to say that he's mm, mm, good. Yeah, like Campbell's soup good. <laughs> I don't know what your favorite meal is, but compare it to that times a thousand because he's good. My God today. So as we look at the scripture, in each of the previous occasion, previous occasions in Genesis, when God saw that it was good, he refers specifically, specifically to the next stage in his creation. When you begin to realize how God good is in that moment, and how, who he is in that moment, and what he's doing in that moment, then now he can take you to the next stage in his creation, which is you. He can take you to the next level in you. This means that the goodness is in every step of your life. Whether you feel like it is or you don't, he's being good to you. Because we deserve, what we deserve, he keeps it away. Thank you, Lord. And what he gives, oftentimes, we do not deserve. His goodness is not defined by rainbows and unicorns all the time. Yes, his goodness is anything that is used to get you closer to his glory. His goodness sometimes don't feel the best, but we know that it's working out for the best. His goodness is more than good. In Matthew verse 19, chapter 19, verse 17, we know that the rich man, in this particular scripture, there was a rich man, he was talking to Jesus, he asked the question, what do he have to do uh, in, order to be, in order to be in the kingdom? And he said, "Why?" Jesus turned around and he said, why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. And if you want to enter life, then keep my commandments. So goes back to my word when I say about the alignment. Keep God's commandments and you will get the most eternal good. You will understand what good really means and what, who God is and his goodness. And you can receive it down here. And not wait till you get to heaven. But that's our ultimate goal. If we understood his nature of goodness, we understand that all we have to do is keep his commandments. Goodness is always attached to mercy. If you look at the word of God, there are several instances and several scriptures in the Bible where you see goodness and mercy together. Psalms 23 and 6 tells us his goodness and his mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. Helping us to understand, this scripture helps us to understand that goodness is in all situations. When you mess up, he's good. When you fall short, he's still good. We must remember that even when we are seeking, he is still seeking, which makes him really good. Yes, because he's a mighty, mighty good God. 
Yesterday, I was coming back from uh, the doctor. I had to go to the doctor Friday in Columbus. And as I was coming back, I said, um, the Lord's giving me a word about you being good. Like, I don't know you good. You know? And we often forget so quick how good he has been to us. Amen. And we often think we know how good he really is. (laughs) But in every level that you go to, his goodness never ceases. It gets greater and greater. Because you will begin to open your eyes and realize the magnitude of the goodness of Jesus. It's not that his goodness changed because it's still the same. But it's that you are maturing in Christ and you will begin to understand who he is, why he is, what he's doing, and why he's doing what he's doing over in your life. Yeah, so we forget so quick the truth about Jesus. And the truth of the matter is every trial is just a catalyst to catapult us, to set us to his goodness, to seat us to where he is. To take us higher in him. To give us the ultimate goodness. To put us in a deeper relationship with him. So that we can go higher and we can do the things that he's calling us to do. Yeah, this helps us to identify who he really is. And not only what he can do. And when you identify who he really is and what he can do, then you can truly identify who you really are. And the power that you possess and what it is that you can do. Yeah, we're, we, we have to understand. We have to understand who we are. It's causing us to, once we understand that, it, it begins to cause us to operate in our calling and our desires will begin to change. Amen. Our desires will want nothing but what God wants for us. And I say this because this morning, I said this morning, I... Like I say, I've been up all night. Um, I had a situation with my grandma. So, you had caught me some months ago. I would have been like, I've been up all night. Like, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to church this morning. And my prayer with this morning was just let me make it. Yeah. Let me get in his presence. Let me be where he is. Let me sit with the saints. Let me fellowship with, with yeah. his people. Yeah. So, your desires will begin to change. When you begin to understand his nature and his goodness and who he is. You won't be so upset when things don't go your way. You won't be so hurt when things are blocked. Because you'll understand that is God using his protection to help you out. Yes. Because he is goodness. We should be goodness as well. Goodness is identified as one of the fruits of the spirit. So I come to ask you today, are you really displaying this fruit? Are you truly giving off this aroma? Goodness is is action. It's just not what you say, but it's the things that you do. It's not something we only do for the sake of being virtuous, but we do it because that's what God has called us to do. That's his attribute. That should be our attribute as well. In the Greek, the word goodness is after Agathus, and it means an uprightness of the heart and life. Our lives should represent this goodness, and we should live an upright life. Our hearts should be postured towards God, and we should want to do what it is that he has called us to do. My goodness has saved 
my life. His goodness has saved my life. Because I ain't so good to the point where there's nothing I can do that I can save my very own life. But his goodness has saved my life. His goodness is because of his goodness that I can stand here today. It's because of his goodness that I'm able to give a testimony. It's because of his goodness that I have the desire to change and not do the things that I used to do. It's because of his goodness. And so as I kept listening this week, kept listening this week, uh, he took me to a scripture over in the book of Romans. And this is where Paul talks about how God gave the people uh, that he was writing this letter over to. He, God would give them over to their reprobate mind. And I began to think about that reprobate mind. If you don't know what that is, that is where God will begin to let you have your own self. You walk in the ways that you want to walk in. You do the evil that you want to do. You continue to live the life that you want to. But if you think about God, I'm so grateful that he did not let me and give me over to my reprobate mind. And you should be too. You have to understand that we made decisions in life that were not of God, but yet he still covered us. And why? Because he's good. And he'll... He, he, he left these people up to their, to their reprobate mind. I don't know about y'all. I don't know what you went through this week. I don't know where you'll be at next week, and I don't know where you'll be at today. But what I do know is, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out in the Lord. And I say that not just because it sounds good, I say that not just because we in church and that's what church people say, but I say that because I've walked and God has still been good. When I didn't deserve for him to be good, he was good. When I didn't feel like he was being good, he was good. When I didn't even want him to be good, he was good. See, sometimes we'll get to a point where we talk about who Jesus is and we'll talk about who God is and we'll say we want him to do certain things, but our actions will say something totally different. But I say today that God is good. God is more than good. I can stand here today and say that he's good because I've stood in the midst of a test and a trial and he's kept me when I didn't deserve to be kept. He's been with me when I didn't deserve for him never to leave me. But his word says that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And he's proved himself over and over. 
Amen. And God, that message, God is just saying, I'm good. Y'all can, can try to justify your stuff. You can try to justify it. This is why I fight God. This is why I do that. This is why I wrestle. This is why I die. God don't want to hear all that because he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, you, you, you saying all it is going on in your life, but I'm good. And that's why when we stand before him, we're going to be left without excuses. He ain't going to want to hear, well, 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 this. My mama did this and my daddy did that and this. And this happened. And God, I was just trying. He ain't going to want to hear none of that. He's going to be like, I was good from the time you was born to the time that you was died. I was good. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. He's so patient with us. He's yes. so understanding. Jesus, Jesus. You might be saying, Pastor, that's so mean right now. I just lost my dad this time last year. That's so mean. Hallelujah. He's so patient with us. He allow us to grieve. He allow us to go through all of them emotions. My question to y'all is, when you gonna get past it though? And you gonna just keep staying in that same spot? He'll give you time to get through it, but eventually you got to get to a point where you can stand up and say, even though God, yet and still, God, you're good. You're good. Yet and still, God, you're good. Stop walking around being angry. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes. Angry at who? Who? Tell me what your anger's gonna get you. What's it gonna fix? What your pride gonna fix? What your holding grudges gonna fix? It ain't gonna fix nothing. It's gonna hang you on your way to hell. That's the Bible. Y'all get mad all you want. Put our heart in a position to praise and to worship Him, and you can only worship Him in the spirit of truth. You can't fake it. You can only pretend, but for a little while. Only for a little while. You can't fake it. It's got to be real. Serving God got to be something you want to do. It's got to be a lifestyle. It gotta be a lifestyle. I'm so tired of trying to drag folks to Jesus. I shouldn't have to, like I said, I don't have, shouldn't have to advertise. I should just be able to say the name and some move on the inside of you. Trying to convince people. He didn't tell me to convince you. He didn't say preach the gospel. Amen. 